Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Clone Yourself Podcast. My name's Sam Cabert, and I am here to be your guide in this journey of working with virtual assistants. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about realistic expectations because you know what? The thing is, a lot of people, including myself, before I cracked the code on working with VAs, think that working with VAs is really easy. And it's funny because when I start to talk with people about working with VAs, they start to realize, oh, wow, you work with VAs on a whole nother level of what I thought working with VAs looks like. And I'll give you guys a rundown. So most people look, I don't want to say most people, I don't like generalizing. A lot of people, that's still general generalizing. I used to look at VAs when I was consistently failing at working with VAs as what can they do for me? What can this, uh, I wouldn't even look at VAs as people, to be honest. Like I, I wouldn't think about there being a, a soul, a human on the other side of this work. I'd be like, oh, like wh- what can I not do? You know, and it was really a selfish mentality for sure. And when I started, and I'm not saying all people are like that, I don't mean it like that, but I think the reason why we first are interested in working with VAs is because cheap labor and not doing stuff. And just give me a little head yaw, head nod if that's if that's you. Uh, that was definitely me. Uh, cheap labor and doing less that type of stuff. But now, since having cracked the code on working with VAs, I've shifted my mindset to look at virtual assistants as if they were employees. Because what happened was a few years ago, I was training the right hand man my business to manage someone else. And if you don't know of a company called Swagworks, where we do branded merchandise for corporate clients. And at this time I was really expanding in my content creation efforts. And I launched my first podcast and helped a few others uh, launch theirs as I created a media company and I was doing events and all kinds of other stuff. Right. So, and writing my first book. So I was really asking my right-hand man to help me out more on the swag business, and he was crushing it. And at that point in time, sales were taking off too, and I was like, oh man, time to scale this thing. Like, you know, I'll move him to management, and then I'm going to hire someone under him, and then she's going to be a manager, and then keep going on the process. Well, he was out on paternity leave, and I had to take over training the new hire, And within a few months, I had to let her go because it just wasn't working out. And for anyone that's ever let uh, an an employee go, you know that it's tough. It's not easy to let someone go. So not just was it hard to let her go, like just emotionally or whatever. It's hard financially and it's hard mentally uh, also feeling like you failed, right? So I had all that and then my right-hand man came back from paternity leave and within a few weeks, he gave his two weeks notice and he had been with me for like four years and it just came out of nowhere. I had all the feels, you know, and I didn't know what to do. And I like to say, as any great entrepreneur does, I got a six pack of beer and a large pizza and I said... I'm not going to bed tonight till I figure out what's next. So I made a lot of industry calls and um, the opportunity to work with virtual assistants as my business model instead of 
actual employees came about and I pursued that. And fast forward years later, now instead of having two employees, I have five main VAs at any given time. I have 12 on the team, maybe a little bit more and all for less than the price of that one employee. So it's been amazing. It's been so, so awesome in increasing sales every year and working less every year. It's been great. And now it's kind of my turn to give back and help others because that I do believe that the VA business model is great on both ends. It gives the virtual assistant the opportunity to choose who they work with, the type of work they do, and everything that us entrepreneurs love, you know, and a lot of VAs are traveling the world and, you know, having great lives and doing this work. Um, and it's amazing because it gets us out of the office. I just, I'm not a huge fan of this uh, Monday through Friday, nine to five corporate grind that we have going, you know, and you, if you want to hear more, check out my soul seeker podcast. But the point is getting back to what this episode is about. It's about realistic expectations. Before I really cracked the code or even was on the path of cracking the code with virtual assistants, I was failing hard at working with VAs because I didn't have realistic expectations. I didn't put the the upfront work in. I didn't uh, set uh, goals. I didn't create an action plan. When I cracked the code, it's because I said I was put in a position of my business where I needed to figure it the fuck out. Excuse my French, but I literally needed to figure it out and I created an action plan of how I was going to change my business to work with VAs. And over time, it, it, I cracked the code, as I like to say, because now it's like just on autopilot with the business and with my content creation. It's just been amazing. But I didn't, it, I had bumps along the road because I didn't really have realistic expectations just overnight. Yeah, I went from looking at VAs like when you go to the candy store and filling up on taffy, you know, I've given this analogy a lot if you follow the podcast, but you know when you go to the candy store and you have some uh, taffy samples and then you end up buying something and then you leave the candy store unsatisfied? That's what it was like with me when I was failing hard with VAs. I was doing tiny little tasks and tiny little projects here and there, mostly on Fiverr and just like to try it out. And it was like, oh, well, that didn't work out that great. But hey, it was only five bucks or it was only 50 bucks or whatever it was. And at a certain point, it was like, man, I guess VAs don't really work. Right. And then until I got into podcasting and was kind of forced to figure it out because I didn't want to do all the editing. I didn't want to create new websites and logos. So I figured all that out, but it was all a slow, gradual transition to having these realistic expectations. And part of that is that they're not just going to be able to read your mind. We talked about this in the last podcast about being clear and over communicating. When I was failing with VAs, I wasn't being as clear as I could and I wasn't over communicating and it's not hard to be clear. You just need to take some extra time to explain what you're talking about. And a lot of people don't like writing. I love writing. So maybe I am more clear in my emails or my instructions because I like to write. But if you don't like to write or you have trouble typing or anything, use Loom or some other um 
recording uh, software like uh, Camtasia or something like that and just record yourself giving instructions to your VA. There's so many different ways you can do it, but realize that they can't read your mind and have these realistic expectations. Realize that when you hire a new employee, there's going to be growing pains. Same with virtual assistants. In fact, I would argue that oftentimes there can be more growing pains with a VA than an employee and not because employees are better and and VAs are not as good, not quite the opposite, but it's because virtual assistants are working remote. If you're so used to working with employees in an office where you can just walk to their desk and hover over them and give them instructions on how to do something or have a collaborative uh, meeting or whatever it be, or just have that natural conversation at the water cooler that we all joke about, right? Like whatever it is, it's... so much more conducive to have easy success with a VA or with an employee who you see face to face. So we need to have this realistic expectation that there are going to be growing pains. It's not going to be easy, but I have good, good, good news for you. I am a case study. Look at me. I literally work less than four hours a day and every year my sales go up and it's because I've been working with virtual assistants. Now, At the time of this podcast, we're in 2020. I started working with VAs in 2011. I don't feel like I started to find a rhythm with VAs till 2017. And I don't feel like I cracked the code with VAs till about maybe mid-2018. So you can see it took me a long time to figure this out, but now I have it figured out and that's why you're listening to this podcast because if you take my advice, you're going to learn what works and what doesn't work and you're going to be able to focus on what works, right? So with that, I want you guys to really be thinking about realistic expectations, whether it's when you're mapping out your plan of action for a VA, when it's mapping out the type of tasks and projects, could they realistically do that? Or does that require my expertise? When you're giving them instructions, when you're giving them feedback, when you're collaborating, always be thinking about, is this realistic? And if you want to know more and have a plan of action, to work with VAs to scale your business so that you can work less and make more, then please check out my workshop course. You can go to clone yourself, the letter U.com slash workshops to find out more about the course. It's literally less than a few hundred bucks. I mean, this course is going to really hold your hand, keep you accountable, give you the templates and worksheets you need. It, it I should be charging way more. Just put it that way. So the price will go up. So get it while you can at, at this lower rate. It's clone yourself you dot com slash workshops. If you want to work with me one-on-one, you can always schedule a 15 minute free call with me. And I do do coaching and consulting on the side so that I can put together a VA program for you. In fact, I have a couple clients where they don't even know how to work with VAs. They actually just send me an email and I have a team of VAs that handles their business behind the scenes. So we can always set something like that up for you as well. So with that, that is the end of this episode. And if you have any questions, my email is sam at soulseekers.com. And thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next pod.